Dead Rat Pizza is intended for an adult audience. Dead Rat Pizza may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm hungry. Me too. Let's make a pizza. Okay. From New York City. Oh, this is Dead Rat Pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? <laughs> Don't stop, make it pop, DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Tick-tock on the clock, but the party don't stop now. Oh, goddamn, it's Dead Rat Pizza. I, in theory, actually have the air horn ready for the first time in my life, but I'm still half asleep. Where the fuck is the button? Okay. Oh. It's such a missed opportunity. I, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I am joined by Diana. How are you doing? I'm doing good. That Kesha always gets me really ready for, <laughs> for, for a session. I... I'm looking at the levels right now, and I might be louder than you, so I'm gonna turn you up. Uh, yeah, um, probably. I'm not. I'm not. Usually, I'm loud. I'm very loud, and in fact, I am still. It's just that I'm not using one of your glorious microphones. Well, and you know, I'm out of my mind. Uh, we usually do a shot during the music, so uh, here is a, a shot. Cheers. Uh, oh, what, am, are, what are you drinking? I, I'm I'm doing a. a not a shot, but I'm I'm drinking a drink. Obviously, ah, that looks like is that it looks like water, but I assume it's vodka or gin. It is not. Yeah, well, yeah. Cheers, vodka. cheers to that. Um, it's not all vodka. I'm not insane, but I mean, is- you know, I saw a meme. Uh, about 2020 and said what would 2020 be if it was a drink and somebody said vodka in a water bottle when you're expecting water so yeah i think that's appropriate chris and in the chat do i know you because that's my yes, mom I probably am your hero and yes i i accept that role that is 100 percent probably my mom so i'm really proud of her yeah i'm really disappointed that we didn't get our our, our meetup this summer, it was really the letdown of the pandemic. Yeah? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the was, worst thing to happen in the <laughs> pandemic? No, it's just a big <laughs> letdown. That's all. Yeah, I guess I'll allow that. But, yeah. I mean, there was going to be home-cooked food and stuff. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I think we're, I'm, I'm a little hopeful, but I feel like we're starting to go in the direction of the normal world coming back. I mean, obviously we don't want all of the normal things to come back, but the jo- no, jobs are no. starting to come back. Uh, yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, we're not going to be back to normal until we blow up Florida. So sure. that's not going, there's no, um, we can discuss that. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. What's up? I'm looking at the overlay for the stream. Yeah. If I call that number, is that real? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> what happens if I call that number? It'll go to a voicemail. Originally, uh, so I that's the same voicemail that I was using for Anime Lockdown. 
but I just got another number. Uh, so it's probably going to play, it'll play like a generic thank you for calling. Um, but it should send the voicemail directly to my phone and iPad. Are you doing that right now? Are you calling the voicemail? Yeah. Oh my God, you're on the show. You don't <laughs> yes. need to call the voicemail. Hello, and thank you for calling. We're not able to take your call Jesus at this time. Christ. But if you'll leave your name and a detailed message in your phone number, we will return your okay. call as soon as possible. Get ready to have a lot of missed calls from my number, bitch. Oh, man. It's going to be every day. So... <laughs> there you go. Uh, for people listening, which is none of you, the number is nine eight five dead rat. That's nine eight five three three two three seven two eight. I'm still asleep and half drunk right now, so uh, I don't know what's happening. I, you know, I don't know what it is. The last couple of days, but like wine has been hitting me super, super hard. I decided to take a nap before our show because you uh, you gave me a two-hour buffer. And mm-hmm. I had like a glass of wine and I was like immediately knocked out. And uh, still there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, what's Ed saying? Can I live though? Oh, yeah, because Ed lives in Florida. Uh, there was oh, a... Yeah. We'll, we'll make like a safe house exception for the Floridians that have been trying to be good and 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 fighting against their insane neighbors. You know, we'll we'll create a little a little um, you know just an exit ramp for for y'all before we just. Yeah, there was yeah. A, a convention in Florida this past weekend. Ah called collective yeah. con that's kind of been my 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 recent raison d'etre has been to destroy anime and sci-fi conventions in the middle of the pandemic yeah it's wild um like i mean all right so part of it and i i, I think we talked a little bit about this actually last time on the show it's possible yeah um is that like some cons probably because we just had we we had an ongoing fight at the Cogs Expo about getting out of ours because sometimes the hotel as if you're especially if you're a small con if you're not huge if you're a small con uh, the hotels can um, you know charge you a booking fee that's that's you know half your expected you know pull for the entire convention oh yeah we did talk and then and then they can tell you that you don't get that back if you cancel the date pandemic or not and some hotels did try to pull that uh but i think that as this got more serious because at first our hotel was not going to let us out they Mm -hmm. were going to be like hey all the money that you have uh we're just going to take it and you're going to be bankrupt uh and then and then as this went on, like we reached out to them a second time and they were like, OK, actually, no one is coming here anyway. So uh, we'll let you out. But uh, I expect that there's probably in in places like Florida where the general population is just not taking it as seriously anyway, that they're probably that they're probably having more barriers to canceling events. I um, you might be right. 
the the thing the reason why I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt is if you look at where these cons are happening and the guests that are attending these cons it tells a different story so there's collective con which happened yeah. over the weekend uh i couldn't find a whole lot of information about this convention it was in jackson's jacksonville but this is a uh. con that vic mignana decided to just happen to be in the area of and he set up a signing at a local hotel near that. That's a pretty big red flag to me. Uh, there is a con in Iowa that's happening at the end of the month that I've been talking about on Twitter called QC Anime Zing, which is organized by somebody named Ryan Kampf, which kind of sounds like Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf, yeah. Um, that's sounds somebody like that's it. really well known in the Midwest scene as somebody that, and I need to be very careful because he has a habit of suing people, allegedly has assaulted people at his own conventions. Very allegedly. It's um, extremely alleged. There's a lot of information about that person that you can find on your own. Just Google it. Including yeah. Anime News Network, one of the biggest anime blogs in the world. Uh, but then the last convention that I found that was happening, I forget what it's called, but it also happened over the weekend. It happened in Huntsville, Alabama. Which is famously where a lot of Nazis hung out after World War II. Uh, and it's being held, was being held, in a convention center named after an actual proven Nazi. So, <laughs> it's... So, it, it, it's... <sighs> it's the, the trend that I've noticed, Anime Matsuri was another one that was trying to run, and that's another con where the organizers have some allegations... Uh, but the trend that I've noticed, and again, I don't have any information on the Jacksonville con because the organizers are ghosts, but the trend that I've seen is that it's people that already didn't really have a lot of respect for people's boundaries that are running these yes. cons, allegedly. Yeah. It's um, it's very true. I, I only added that kind of addendum just in case because I know there are probably some smaller cons out there that are struggling to get yes. their contracts and I didn't want to like... Oh, no, I don't no, want to yes. like blanket statement. I agree. But, but I do think that you're spot on with there being a trend there because, uh, you know, I probably told you about this this person, but the, the steampunk convention world has their own uh, Vic uh, slash these other guys. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm learning that also the UK does. Oh, I'm sure. I don't even know what's going on over there, but... Um, but this guy, Jeff Mock, who is also a, like, you have to say allegedly or else he'll, mm -hmm. you know, he'll do whatever. Um, it won't be very effective, but he'll try. Uh, he is, he has put on cons throughout this entire thing. They were not well attended, thankfully, but, you know, like he just, you know, went ahead and did it. Um, and it, it was just, it was just very, I think it's very poignant that it's like, yeah, no, you don't care what happens to other people or respect boundaries or social distancing. And obviously so, so it makes sense. There is, I'm scrolling to find the name. I didn't know about this one cause we live in America, but I was reached out to by one of our overseas fans and where is it? 
there is a person named God damn it, I can't find it. <laughs> oh no. That's sense over for you. Yeah, it's uh, I'm canceled now. Mike Towers is the name. Apparently, that is a organizer in the UK that runs uh, several anime conventions that also has some allegations. And if anybody says anything, they are immediately uh, legal charges are brought against them. So it's really cool. Uh, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I don't want to make this like a am the victim story. But when I put on anime lockdown, we were held to a standard that I I think is fair. I'll say okay. that. Uh, there was, um, what's the word? There was concerns about one of our staff members, uh, being a, uh, supporter of Gamergate in the past. So I understand why that concern was raised. Sure. Um, they're not somebody that currently supports that movement. I found out through the, uh, investigation that we did, but it's something that they said in the past online. So this is an online convention where presumably you're safe uh, through your computer screens. Obviously, I can't jump through my computer screen and physically, you're physically assault safe. you. You're phys- yeah, you're physically safe. So yeah. the I don't want to minimize the the risks there, but what I'm I want to see happen moving forward is that same level of accountability in live conventions because yes. it, it occurred to me as I've been researching these people is that. You know, everybody came after my convention because of one of our st- one of our minimally participating staff members said some tweets six years ago or whatever. But right, we're not but talking about not- the people that are running actual events with not only real people but real fucking children. You're so uh, you're 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 so spot on, and it's uh, it's something that has 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 really been like. Uh, ticking away in my head is that like we we are I think that the whole reason is that we're able to or people perceive it as us being able to hold online conventions to a higher standard because the people feel accessible to you yeah the people who are running it feel accessible to you so you can like it's the same way well, we that, don't know like, the people running the live conventions. We never see them. We don't know their names. Right. But like you don't hear about people um, like you You hear so much more about like uh, streamers and uh, and people who have like an on- a heavy online presence getting like um like stalked and harassed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people just like telling them what to do and like, and like intruding on their lives and stuff like that in a way that celebrities that do not have like a heavy online presence don't seem to get the same kind of amount of, I think that there's something about having an online presence that makes you feel accessible to people mm-hmm. and people react that way by overstepping boundaries and by and also by feeling like they can get so much more done by targeting you so like if you write a letter to or an email or whatever to the organizer of gen con I really genuinely have no expectation that they're even going to read it I don't know I don't know that they'll read it I don't know if they'll see it read it receive it respond to it Mm -hmm. but i do know 
that if I tweet at a guy with a couple thousand followers, <laughs> like there's a good chance, there's a great chance he's going to see it. Mm -hmm. If I get a bunch of people to do it, it'll we'll get results faster. Yeah. So I feel like accessibility has some negative aspects in terms of like how easily people feel entitled to to people online, but then also has some positives in that people actually realize that they can get something done in that way because that person will actually see what you're saying has some that has some sort of platform but also their their platform isn't so um massive and so unthinkable that they won't see what you're saying and they don't have to like respond mm -hmm. so i think i think there's something about that there and like I, cause you know, in, in just like any space online, like you see that people who are, have an online presence, YouTubers, um, who have a smaller online presence getting held to a higher standard than even YouTubers with like massive ones, you know, like it's just, it's, it's all about what people feel is accessible. I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but, um, it, it is something and it and it was actually it was based on a comment I saw in your mentions of somebody saying that they haven't felt safe at anime conventions so they haven't gone. Yeah. Because of this exact problem. And and I don't know how we make those people more accessible and more accountable. Uh but I I do think part of it also and again I I I want to I want to emphasize that I think that the concerns that were brought to me for my event were valid. I, I, I'm not, I don't know if I agree that they were handled in the best way. That's a different story, but I think that they were valid, the concerns, but yeah. Um, I, the whiskey is hitting me and I don't know the point that I was going to make. You're, um, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. In oh, you. um, but I, I, it, it, it always seems to me that it's, it's like a flavor of the week thing with this stuff because there's been other online conventions that aren't getting the same magnifying lens on them. There's been yeah. probably half a dozen to a dozen independent on online anime conventions since we put on anime lockdown that no one's paid attention. They don't know who's running it. They don't care. They went after us cause we were one of the first ones and then got bored and moved on. And that's, that's frustrating to watch. It is. It also, there's, you know, there could be timing that you don't know about, like that person could have, you know, you know, it, the timing is unpredictable if that person's, you know, whatever that they had done and said, you know, had just recently resurfaced at the time that you would, you know, like you can't, you know, you can't predict yeah, I mean, that plays a role into it. Yeah. I mean, some of these other conventions are not people that are as loud in the scene, I guess. It's it's something that I've noticed Yeah, that um, there's a certain group of people that got into anime Twitter at a certain time, and we all know each other, and anybody that came in after that, even though they might be more popular, we don't know each other. And so these other online conventions even though they're performing similarly, uh, nobody knows who they are in the scene that I'm in 
Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, we made a, uh, we, a fire started in our, in our community, but <laughs> not in this other community. Similarly yeah. to how this is a great transition to jump to the end of my timeline. Oh my God. How there's recently been a fire started in the witch talk community. Oh, there's, I will tell you this right now. There is always a fire started in the witch talk community. Is that because oh, they're doing there's offerings? There's literally no fire. One. No, no, because there's so much drama in about what it's just the most. It's so strange to me because. All right. When I when I a little, little Diana backstory, just a tiny bit. When I first was like, you know, struggling to come out of the closet and also was growing out up in like a super super religious church with like faith healing and like all the craziest most horrible anti-gay anti-women's autonomy and all kinds of awful stuff uh so when i was trying to like you know grow out of that the first thing that i latched on to because i was not yet ready to be like there's no god because that feels really extreme when you grow up like believing that there is this thing so the first thing that i got into was like you know new age kind of paganism things like like wicca and and etc et assorted um mm -hmm. mixed pagan paganisms because it was like Okay, you can believe there's a God. There's there's definitely like some energy out there that's that's looking over you, but they love gay people and 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 women can can have control over their bodies and also, you know, are are elevated to equal status and and every you know like it had all the all the pieces that that felt like very comfortable as a transition model, mm -hmm. and it felt also very like. I don't know, just kind of like, especially as a person who was like, I'm not sure if I actually believe in this or not. It's just very, I don't know, just have good intentions and the thing that you, you know, that you want will happen is, is what it felt like. Once you open up Witch Talk, <laughs> it's a different thing than what I remember as a teen trying to de- uh, closet myself which talk is just it's half of it is people like being real crunchy and living their best life and just just sharing their you know kitchen witch recipes with each other and then the other half is just who is canceled because they did the bad kind of spell and now they're going to bring about the end of the world and we need to cancel them because they've, they need to be stopped uh, for, for doing the bad spell. I, that I've seems never, to be what's happening now, but this also yes. seems like a bad, bad spell. It's, it does. Well, all right. So this is, this is just the general trend that I've noticed okay. is that like, cause I've seen one where it's just like somebody who was just like, Oh, I, I, I you know, I hex my ex-boyfriend and they're like, how dare she do that? We're kicking her out. <laughs> He's got a future. 
community. You can't. She's like, it's just a 15 year old is mad at her ex boyfriend and put some herbs in a jar. Will you please <laughs> let her express her anger? Um, but this weirdness, especially because it's like a bunch of 30 year old white girls getting mad at a 15 year old white girl about a practice that none of them know anything about because Wicca is just like, it's just like extremely diluted old like tribal religions. So like there's no, there's nothing that could remotely be connected to anything remotely spiritual that is happening here. I'm uh, so happy that this is your take on this. Cause I was worried based on your Twitter no. replies that I was coming into a dark rabbit hole of Diana that I didn't no, know. I, I, the thing is I love and respect uh, pagan religions so, so much for so many reasons, but on which talk a bunch of old white people yelling at white teenagers because a religion, none of them know anything about was done wrong. Cause a teen, teenager just wanted to express her anger by putting oregano in a jar like is not there's nothing nothing has happened no nobody was harmed there and i feel like i feel like we should explain what we need to give some context so now the new thing the new thing is weird though because this i kind of missed the beginning of and i'm coming in on the on the tail end of the newest thing that has happened where a bunch of witch talk has decided to curse the moon. Well, it's yes and no. So what I've this is this is a dark passage that I went down today, and I, I there was a lot of like heavy breathing, heavy disappointed breathing. I don't know how to properly explain that to you. Just a lot of like. <sighs> mm-hmm. And oh, that's fair. So it was four four baby witches that decided to put a hex on the moon and on the fae but what are the fae and what is the moon there was a huge twitter uh first of all like you can hex the fae there's no you can't you don't have that ability then and no All right. So I like so, that that's your me. When I say somebody trying to put a curse on the moon, you're like, let's yes. talk about the fate. Yeah. That's there's no you can't hex the fae if we're all right let's assume let's assume for all intents and purposes that the fae is real and that magic is real. Okay. And that humans have any sort of ability to tap into magic whatsoever. Yeah. Let's just assume all of those things. All of those things considered, you cannot put that was a, curse a very on the Ben back. Shapiro thing to say. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Humans I'm, have no, powers no, no. and fey are real. Consider all possibilities. Because ben do Shapiro? I wish? No, no. <laughs> this is not about. We're not arguing human rights here. I'm allowed to play devil's advocate when we're talking about magic. Can we call it phase advocate? <laughs> phase advocate. So, so if the fey is real which I genuinely am still holding out at hope. I believe 
that there's still a tiny chance. I'll buy that. I'm I'm uh, totally fine with the Fae and Artemis and Apollo being real, but I also feel like if they are real and they know that we exist, but if they also the have case, YouTube and know not to take it seriously. Yes, they. The thing is, they yes, they understand intention. However. The Fae also are notoriously good at uh, taking you very literally at your word. So if you tried to hex the Fae, they would tear that contract apart. They would take anything, any little mistake, any tiny error. It would be trying to hex. It would be trying to hex like a group of lawyers, but like super lawyers who know everything about magic. You can't, you can't, they would tear everything oh, apart God. and just pick and just twist it right back on you. And you'd be the one hexed and you would wind up being, you know, I don't know, having to pay for all them kids or whatever it is that, that lawyers cheat you out of. Super but, lawyers but, that know everything about magic sounds like it was a angel arc that didn't make the writing room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We might have, actually. That show was on for a long time. <laughs> we, we don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? That I made the angel joke is my first thought was Bones. And he was also in Bones. Yeah, yeah. Because that was somebody that took everything at face value and didn't yes. understand, like, nuance and metaphor. My magic lawyer academia. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just watching. I watched several uh, witch talk TikToks today, mm -hmm. and it 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 brought me back to high school because yeah. I was dating a a a a girl at the time whose friends were witches, and we'd hang out, and they'd be like watch my eyes change color or check out this incense. And I'm like, you're all out of your minds. Yes. I'm 14 and I know that you're crazy. Every single teenage girl thinks that she can change her eye colors with magic at some point. There's no, that you can't escape that phase of your life unless you're an asshole. How do we if escape it now that we have that... TikTok filters? Cause now you can show yeah. that you can do it with CGI. Because, because who cares? They're teenagers. Sure. They believed it when we were teenagers and we didn't have special effects. Yeah, that's and, fair. And, and teenagers now will believe it. And just let, they're just teenagers. They're just playing. They're, they're, they're flexing their imaginations because the world sucks and their lives sucks and they're flooded with hormones that make everything suck. It, and right now they're stuck at home with their stupid parents who probably don't accept them for a million giant awful reasons. And I just think we should let the teenagers play as long as they're not tiny white supremacists. If they're tiny white supremacists, like like just kick them off the cliff. But like if they're but if they're just playing and trying to like, oh my eye color changed because I have power let them They're i love that i'm imagining like like baby looney tunes but it's like <laughs> baby white supremacist yeah well i mean there are some out there and they you know what there's just very little hope for them but like but like just teens who are just trying to like you know figure out 
and navigate feeling spiritual in a world where almost all spirituality in the Western world is tied to bigotry, like let them figure it out. Let them figure out what they, you know, what they feel like. Ed is asking a question in the chat that I I think that you're going to need some context on. He said, is the teenage interest in witchcraft the Western equivalent of Chunibyo? Chunibyo is a Japanese phenomenon, which I'm sure you guessed by the word. Um, Sure. My understanding of Chunibyo is it's people that think anime is real life. Um, There's a show that I really like called Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions, and the main character in it has a lot of uh, hallucinations that she's actually a magical girl. And because it's an anime, they draw it so they actually draw her hallucinations. And it's really cool. Uh, I don't know if Chunibyos are real. Hopefully not. So, so no. Um, Not that I don't think that there may be some people who who might, that might apply to. I think that I think that as teenagers, it's a cope. I think it's a, it, it's a way to cope, um, especially because uh, in, well, if it always is happening around a preteen age, that might be it. That might be something that's, that's related. Um, Your use of the word I cope think- also, that's, that was a key point of that story was that the, the character was using it to cope a, yeah, I kind of feel like a, well, something a tragedy. Obviously, I'm talking based on whatever little experience I can talk from, and mm-hmm. mine is that you know, like if you, I, I don't know what it would be like for somebody who had no experience with religion prior to this, but if you're like really dug into a religion, uh, that you know you have to shed because it hates you. Uh, and then you, but you can't kind of let go. Like it, it kind of is something that, um, uh, could be powerful and could be, be very persuasive. And then <laughs> John Paul used to make wooden stakes as a child after watching Buffy. He turned out all right. I just want to thank John that person for coming is. to this chat. This, this is, is the best podcast <laughs> that I've ever been a part of. Stuff. None of it's no. real. I think that I think that anytime teens are imagining something's real, it is them flexing their imaginations plus coping with the world and figuring out who they are all in one thing. Uh, I would like to thank mom for coming. I'm very proud of her. Uh, <laughs> uh, I loved that so much. Um, you know, I got yeah. your voicemail. Good, good. You're gonna get, get many more. Let me see. Oh, it's not very loud. A lot of missed calls from my number, bitch. It's gonna be every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work on that. Um, I skipped right over our introduction. You have a website now. I do. Um, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I did that. And the primary one is that I am having, as, since quarantine happened, I've been having trouble keeping track of things uh, because I just let stuff pile up in my inbox and I don't sort it out. 
anyway, this has made it way easier for me to feel less uh, overwhelmed when people ask me to do things in like adding me on Twitter. I can be like, no, 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 go to the, the thing, go to the website and just it's official. You can just send me a message through there. Um, and, uh, and that's been really, uh, really working out in terms of making me feel less overwhelmed about scheduling things. And also it's been really productive in that it has helped me get some good stuff. I got some good things coming up. I know. Well, I don't, I haven't been there recently, but I know when it first launched that dead rat pizza was featured prominently. It is. It's, um, in the podcast section because, uh, uh, there's no better place to take a picture than in your recording studio because Apparently, of the light. Yeah. Uh, the lights are so good. I think they're just purple LEDs. They're turned off right now. Look, they might just be purple LEDs, but I don't have that shit. So That's a fair point. I wonder if I can turn those on right now. My phone is, I think that's amber. Let's find out what happens. Does Amber want to get turned on? There of you course go. she does. Uh, <laughs> see, look at this. The guitar. I didn't even know that was there before. Is there? A, can you see a guitar? Yeah. I can't. I can't see it. It's right next to you oh. on the floor. Oh, I forget. You know, you're seeing the <laughs> Zoom version, and the uh, viewers are seeing the cropped Twitch version. Oh, so the okay. guitar is probably so let's right see off what camera. What they can see. Yeah. Oh, but can you see that orange ass mug? So that mug is, is the, so orange. Yeah, that's I've my, never uh, seen a mug so orange. That's my. It's actually yellow. That's a uh, bell from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Okay, but in this light right now, in the it's light, orange. it's orange. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have also uh been bettering myself. I guess that's a way of transitioning from you doing good things. Uh, I've been writing again. And I've been writing a lot. Shut up. What are you writing about? So uh, when so before the pandemic and actually before even mm -hmm. the end of last year, I started a, a series called <laughs> you're going to love this as somebody from Long Island, a decade under okay. the influence of anime. Uh, that is for the initiated okay. a uh, Taking Back Sunday reference. Uh, and, and it's, it's a look back at anime over the last 10 years, which was something that a lot of people were doing because it's been a fucking decade. And then for various reasons, laziness, pandemic, etc., I stopped yes. writing it. I only ever wrote my 2010 entry. Yeah. It's been that it was really rough, uh, during those first few months, especially. Oh yeah. Like, did you, I just like, I, I kept just not not making anything yeah well it you're in a, you're in a different position because you're actually out there on the front lines so well, you're having yeah. a different experience than i am i don't really feel like i have an excuse for not being more productive cuz i've just been hanging out no but like the i think the depression of everything is like very heavy 
it's very universal. I'll allow it because it gives me an excuse for not writing anything for I, five it months. It does. Anyway, um, go on to what you are doing now. So I, I started writing it again and I've written five entries this week and in each entry is is around a thousand to fifteen hundred words and, and I realized that if when I complete the series it's almost gonna be a small book. And that's cool. What is it it started out as me just making snarky jokes about anime because it's like well, a sure. paragraph that's like this show came out and it was silly and blah 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 and then this show came out. But it's it's slowly turning into a journey through mental health through the lens of Japanese pop culture, because it you know 2010 I'm like oh all these anime came out and like by the time we get to 2014 I'm like uh, but then one of my friends took their own life and I stopped watching anime and this is how that affected me. Wow. Not to make it really dark, but I no, I, but I that's tried the direct- to choose the maybe better words to explain what happened. Or lighter words to explain what happened but that's what happened to me that year right. in relation to anime is i was really affected by friend is a maybe not the best word a co-worker and colleague um took their own life and i took a year off of the fandom and a year off from podcasting and started to focus on my career and my own mental yeah. health um kind of not necessarily in his honor but as a like oh, hey, here's me like coming face to face with my mortality. I should probably actually do something with myself. Um, and so it's been a really interesting series. It's at gonzo.moe, gonzo, G-O-N-Z-O dot M-O-E. Uh, I've written up to 2015 so far. Um, I took today off because I uh, thought I was going to go to work and I didn't. Uh, and then I decided to drink wine, but I'm going to continue the series and it, it should be really, it should be fun. It, it you know, obviously uh, some exposure to anime is, is going to help the experience, but I have a friend that doesn't watch anime that's also been reading it and has been enjoying it just because I'm really snarky. And well, sure. Is there like a way that reading it you can follow along with like do you mention what the anime like what like do you mention like prominent animes of that time like during it um let me i'm gonna open up i'll open up the most recent one and i'll read a passage from it that i think you'll be able to appreciate even though you won't have any concept of what i'm talking about i'm very into that yeah uh let me skim down to this one was a really long one because i went on a weird tangent where is it uh okay in the summer there was a 24 episode show called gate the only reason i'm bringing it up is for the sake of a joke that i'm about to make speaking of gates prison school aired in the summer as well And there's a certain gate-centric community that still won't shut up about the time that the prison school dub made fun of them. I'll let you research that on your own. I think we know what I'm talking about, maybe. Yes, okay. Yeah, Um, yeah. So that's that's part of it. And then I I talk about a show called K Return of Kings and (laughs) say that some people may have thought it was an anime adaptation of Rushvi's blog. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. Hopefully you don't. I don't. That is a pickup artist who had a blog called Return of Kings. Ew. So that's the type of joke that I'm making in there. They're not all Gamergate jokes, but uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. And then in between, I I talk about my um, 
like going through college and dropping out of college and changing majors. It's been really, really a, a weird transformative uh, blog series. So that's, that's good. Like no, I, I'm really glad. Um, I think that there's like, there's something about, um, you know, the, the ability to create like something online is very helpful like, you know, just through all of this, because like everything is a nightmare. Um, so if you're able to make and create and like share bits of your life, then that's good, no matter what. A bit of my life that I think you'll be able to appreciate. So I've been buying all of my alcohol delivery lately. Mm. Um, at this point, I don't using? know if I need to because the numbers here are probably lower than anywhere else in America now. They're not, actually. They're not. They're lowest for us. They're low for they're us. Yeah. They're, but they're still low. Yeah. Um, it, I, I can probably safely go to the liquor store now. But I've, I've gotten used to using this service. Which one are you using? It's called Drizzly. If yeah, anybody, that's what I use. If anybody wants my referral code, I can get five dollars. <gasps> Give your referral code. I don't know. Oh God, now I have to go on there. I don't know. Yeah, if it's just something do as it. Simple as. Is it something as simple as I just say a code? I think so. Let me let me log on and see. You just got invite a friends and get five dollars. Let's see. Oh no, I have to. Uh, it looks like I have to send a link. Oh, okay. So well, you, put a if, link in the chat. If you want, drop my, a link in the chat right now. I don't know if Drizzly services the areas that these people are in. Who cares? Go on ahead. Um, Order yourself a bottle of wine, Mom. You deserve it. Well, so I've been using this service, and I I ordered some Modelo a couple weeks ago. Modelo is one of my favorite cheap beers, uh, and I get a call from the delivery person. Uh, you know, about 40 minutes after I ordered, it's gotten a lot faster. The first time I used Drizzly at the height of the pandemic in New York, it could sometimes take three or four hours. Yes. Now, now it takes a half hour. Because no one was using minutes. that service when we when we first started this. Well, I think it's the reverse. I think that everybody was using the service. Or maybe it could be what you're saying that there weren't enough drivers. Yeah, that's was what I'm mean. taking it a was, very long time and was just nobody was. Yeah, because I I actually used the service before COVID-19. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and it was also very, very slow. And then like a few months in, it seems that many more people have, have gone in that direction. It's It's gotten a lot faster. And I I get this call from a guy and he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he speaks English fluently, but he, he's 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 difficult to hear over the phone because he has a very heavy accent, and I can tell that he's troubled about something, but I don't know what it is. Oh my god! Okay. And he's like, "I'm I'm right outside your door." I'm like, okay. Um, I'll come. You know, I don't know what happened, but I I can tell that it's not going to be good. So I go, I go to the door, and I'm greeted by a gentleman with a garbage bag full of Modelo. <laughs> and um, he proceeds to tell me, hey, you know, it was pouring rain out. He tells me like, hey, you know, there was a problem because of the rain and like I tripped and the box broke. 
the beer went everywhere and he collected it all and put it into a giant like you, you know the large black garbage bags the oversized i know it's all like a liquid it's like just liquid modello in a in a garbage no, 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 bag they, none of them broke but oh. but he the boxes were no longer part of this world as you would say and so I ordered four cases because I've been ordering a lot. I've been ordering bulk so I don't have to interact with as many people. So I ordered uh, four, sure. 12 packs. It's 48 beers. Uh, 48 beers in a garbage bag. <laughs> None of them broke? Uh, three, of, three of them did after I did the count. But uh, Okay, miraculous. He was telling me, he's like, look, man, like if you don't want these, it's cool. I'll take them back to the store. You'll get a refund. And this and that. Uh, and I'm like trying so hard not to laugh because this guy's having a bad day. He's soaking wet. He Can you imagine? Like people in New York can get angry sometimes. So it was probably terrifying <laughs> making that yeah. phone call to say, hey, I fucked up your beer order. Oh, yeah. People will get mad. And he it's got true. me who thought it was the funniest shit ever. And I was like, nah, dude, this is fine. I think it's funny, you know, don't worry about it. It's it was Yeah. I'm not gonna put I mean, their company on blast, but like frankly, what a weird the, story. The beer is fine. Like Is he okay? Is yeah, like and, and also like the beer because my brain immediately went to you have now like a bag of beer, like people have bags of wine. It's like, awesome. I was thinking like it all Oh, no, no. I no. was thinking it all broke and that he just like kept a bunch of like beery glass shards in a bag that for you. Hilarious. But just, but just having like all the Fortunately, they were cans, so they didn't shatter. Oh, who cares? Oh, yeah. So like people got to loosen up. He gave me his phone number so I could call him and get free beer next time. But I really like don't. I kind of would rather him just forget that happened because I could tell it was really traumatizing for him. Yeah, I mean, he, he that would be fucking awful. <laughs> it's, you know. Um, and now here we are. We're just talking about we're talk, But I'm podcast. not saying his name and I'm not saying the company because I don't want to cancel him. But you know who might get canceled? Me. Who? Yeah. So I think the last time you were on the podcast, you told a story about how you were a... Uh, amateur wrestler and you did this so you could get ahead of a controversy yes and i want to get ahead of a controversy right i want to get ahead of a controversy <laughs> great for okay. when i become famous i want to tell a story about tragedy and milk no all right, you better you better tell this quick before I cancel you. What did you do with milk? So this comes down we we need to travel back in time to 20 Well, I don't have that ability. I'm not on witch talk. <laughs> My favorite TikTok I watch is like Y'all motherfuckers, you're worried about hexing the moon? You can't hex the moon, you idiot. <laughs> I gave her way more energy than she had. She was actually out of her mind on drugs. Um, so it's probably 2014, 2013. I'm working at a radio station. 
This is one of my first industry jobs that pays uh, AM 950. Mm -hmm. It's a progressive leaning station. And there's a show that I run. I was in charge of all the live programming over the weekend. It was mostly paid programming. Well, it was all paid programming. It's it's things like uh, health shows and financial shows. It's just whoever you know wants to pay $500 for an hour of radio time. Radio time. One of these is a comedy show. It's run by a man named Robert Burrell. I don't know if he still runs this show. And he had a comedian on... Uh, whose name I don't remember. Uh, it was it was a woman comedian, and she was very funny. It's one of the funniest shows I ever produced. And uh, she kept giving me the eye because there's a glass up, and every time she made a joke, she looked at me and smiled, and I was like, "Oh damn, okay." So uh, so we become Facebook friends, and I I don't I don't hit on her, I don't ask her out or anything, but we just become Facebook friends. Okay. And one day she posts a Facebook story that says something along the lines of, uh, I wanted to take a bath in milk as a joke and my friend, I don't know, Greg won't let me. And I thought that was really funny. So funny that I DM'd her. (laughs) And you said, what? (laughs) I told her that I would fund this venture. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, hey, you know, I think that's also funny. Uh, I'll pay for the milk. <laughs> okay. Okay. We talked about this for five or ten minutes. And, you know, looking back, even though my intentions were pure, they're going to sound really bad out of context if she ever shares those screenshots because I had no, like when I, I honestly just thought her joke was funny and I was right. like, yeah, if your fucking producer or whatever doesn't think this is funny, I'll buy the whatever five gallons of milk. Yeah. I, yeah, cause this is a funny joke and I think you're a funny person, but instead what is it going to look like? is me saying like, I'm going to buy so much milk so you can take a bath in milk. And it's like, nope, not, not what I was going for. I think, I think that, uh, the, I think that the amount of people who want to like share misinterpretive texts is way lower than people think it is. Like if, if she, I mean, if she had a back and forth with you over it. Oh yeah. We talked for a while and I'm, I yeah. mean, this is mostly, I'm doing this for a bit. I don't actually expect her to remember no, about this and share these texts, but I thought about how funny would it be? Like, let's say I become, I don't know, I, I'm a boom operator. We don't get famous, but let's say somehow I win an award for sound and I become a household name. And she's like, wait a fucking minute. That's the milk guy. <laughs> could you imagine that's enough to cancel you alone with your fan base just to be known as the milk guy oh, no other context necessary the milk guy could you imagine i you i don't want to think about being the milk guy yeah yeah another now thing. What a legacy you known as the milk guy 
something that I also don't want to think about. I'm like on fire with these transitions today. Uh, yes. Having kids. Uh, I don't know. I don't know your stance on children, but I'm not interested in having them. I'm very middle of the road. I'm very like, I, I couldn't be more shrug about it, which is probably, I feel like you should be more like this should happen. I, I feel like that's kind of how you should feel, but I, I'm just very blase about it. Yeah. I, you know, it's definitely like creating a person and bringing them into this hell is definitely something I feel you should have a more solid stance on, but yeah. So maybe I don't really want it. I don't, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't care enough in either direction. The reason I bring this up is, is I was, I was thinking about this every time a friend shares on Facebook that they're having a kid or having another kid or, Hey, I'm pregnant. I forget that you're supposed to say congratulations and not, oh, no, I'm yeah, so you sorry. Feel panic. Yeah, yeah. I have I I have a like a kind of new feeling that has started to happen where if it's someone that I'm very close with, you know, like my best friend just had a baby uh, and with the bird friend. What? What the fuck is her name? Avalon? Yeah. She had a kid? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah. No, no, no. Had a fucking. On purpose? Baby. On purpose. Beautiful baby. Oh, my God. Um, My favorite thing in the world because I don't have to raise it, but I get to give it presents. Um, so I love that. But, like, if they're not somebody very close to me, like a best friend, sibling, etc., then I assume that if they post about a pregnancy that I still that have that accident. reaction. Yeah, I still have that reaction. If I don't know intimately that you're like that you're doing it on purpose, I still have that like that like jerk reaction of like, oh no. I'm so I'm sorry, is it should I should I do you need a ride? Um, oh no! So I remember, I, I remember having so, this in uh, like five or six years ago when uh, a, a woman I was dating, a mutual friend of ours, were having a kid on purpose, and we thought they were out of their minds. Yeah, like, what? I, you're you're only twenty five. What are you doing? And then I think they have two now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's wild. But uh, yeah, the- I I don't know if you if you and I have ever talked about my time on like the military base. I didn't that know weird. that you'd serve time on a military. Jeez, what haven't you done? I did not serve time. Well, it serve felt like time, time. do time, did <laughs> service. I don't know. <laughs> felt like serving time, uh, but no, like I was. Uh, like 23 or something. Uh, and I was the old person. Like there were like 17 year olds and 18 year olds, like having so many kids and having them really risky. 
Like mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't know. It was a different norm. Um, so part of the reason it sounds like that story's over, not to change topics. No, no, it's good. Part of the reasons I, I bring this up is a friend of mine recently had a kid with her maybe husband. I don't know sure. where they are now. Um, but, but this is an interesting story. I don't think I've told on the podcast before, but I sort of feel partially weirdly responsible for this kid. Um, so I've never slept with this woman. Okay. But so this would have been, well, they had the kids. So it was at least a year ago. Oh, it was when I lived in Minnesota. So it would have been about three years ago. Um, she had just broken up with her boyfriend. Um, it was a big fucking messy breakup. We were part of a gaming community. We all hung out with each other every single day. It's, it's very, it's very difficult to break up with somebody in a large friend group that hangs out every day. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and so he stopped hanging out. Um, this was a, a video game bar. So he stopped coming to the to the bar, but she kept going to the bar. And me and her were good friends. And one night she got really drunk and she asked if I wanted to hook up. And I was like... I don't know if I feel comfortable with that because you and your boyfriend just broke up and I'm friends with him and I'm friends with you. Right. And all I just, the complications. I don't, you know, like I, I, I don't, I'm not disrespecting you for asking me to, or I don't take offense for being the rebound that I don't care about, but I just like, I don't see this ending well. And also you're fucking hammered and I don't think you're making good decision making. Uh, making a good decision right now. So I'm going to tell you no. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't, I, I'm passing on this opportunity. If you were maybe a little more lucid, I'd think about it, but I'm going to say no tonight. Yeah. Uh, she turned to the next guy who was standing next to me or whatever. I don't remember how this went down. Oh, honey. She yeah. went, she went home with a, with another friend of ours and, uh, they did end up hooking up and I don't remember if she went to his place or they went to her place, but I remember her complaining about him. She, he, Oh, it must've been her place. Cause she was complaining about him not going home the next day that he just stayed there. And he, he you know, was like, let's hang out and let's do this and that. And it's like, well, you know, there's the other reason why maybe, you know, the drunk hookup was like, I saw that. I was like, you don't actually want us to come over. Right. Right. Um, yeah. They're still together and they have that kid. <laughs> and I, I know that it's not my fault, but it's funny because it's like I said, nah, that you have a kid now. You. That's not the night they conceived the child, by the way. They no, dated for a I few know, years. But you did. You paved the way for that. Yeah relationship in a weird uh, way i did I, they would have yeah. never hooked up otherwise yeah you he made was just happen. the guy that was there hold on one second do we need to take a break you know what for like 30 seconds do you mind um i think i think it's fine to take a break i need to pee anyway so let's take a quick break uh okay. we'll come back and we'll talk about a bunch of nonsense break 
You're listening to Dead Rat Pizza. Hell yeah! What? What up? It's Dead Rat Pizza. We're still doing this. Yep. Uh, this is Vindicated from Dashboard. This song's been in my head all day. Uh, this is one of the uh, songs that got deleted from uh, the original Scrubs. Yeah. Um, once they got on streaming services. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Scrubs uh, is one of the best like compilations of musical choices for scenes in a TV show. Interesting. Interesting. Um, lots of really great like moments that were really well planned uh, with specific songs to go with them. And I... then once they went off the air and went to streaming services, uh, they had not applied for, I guess the right rights to all of these songs. Uh, so they lost them all and had to replace them with like really generic uh, public domain songs. Uh, so if you watch Scrubs on Netflix, it's like thirty percent less good. That's funny. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of the a lot of those licenses aren't in perpetuity, which is you know, there's there's problems with copyright and there's things that are cool about copyright uh, in general. I think copyright is is made to fuck people like us over. Uh, however, every once in a while, the people in power get fucked over by yes. the rules that they make, like when Donald Trump got in trouble for using Lincoln Park recently. Thank goodness. I was so proud of them. I don't have a lot to say about that, but I posted a series of tweets that I was worried that people would misinterpret as me defending Donald Trump because I was talking about how fucked copyright is. But what I was getting at was that, you know, ultimately copyright is made to hurt people like us, but that they were hoisted by their own petard in this situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody no, saw those sense. tweets because it was at six in the morning. Uh, so we don't have a lot of time left with you. So I want to talk about something um, that is probably particularly important to you uh, because you are a healthcare worker. I'm starting a pod war. I'm starting a pod war. It'll make sense in a second. Okay. Um, Very excited. I don't normally like to start pod wars anymore. It's kind of my my thing these days that I don't want to dunk on people. You you posted a tweet about this recently that I think I know what you meant. Uh, you talked about how we shouldn't take joy in people's misery. And I think I know what you mean when you said that. Oh, yeah. I was actually talking about something very specific at that. I was subtweeting a little bit, but basically um, a, a pocket community in the D&D world uh, fell apart mm -hmm. uh, and broke up. And it was because of some bad decisions of the leadership, but also like some other personal decisions. So it wasn't an inherently like it wasn't like a cancelable moment. It wasn't like this, you know, fuck this person forever. Mm -hmm. uh, but whatever it was, the community fell apart. Sure. And it's a community of a lot of people. So even though 
the person who let it did some things wrong that everybody has a right to be mad over some of the people within the community being like, I'm so sad this thing is gone are being met with like people being like, fuck you. <laughs> that person did something wrong. It's like, yes, yes, they did. But you're allowed to feel loss over this whole entire thing that was very important to you being gone. And like, that's like, do not be gleeful about people being sad that something that was important to them is missing, regardless of whether or not it's right or wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, So I'm glad that I didn't have like the uh, hair trigger reaction to that that I initially did. Because I was like, wait, so does that mean I can't be mad when, or can't be happy when Nazis get punched? Because I assume that's no, not what you, you meant. You should totally be happy when Nazis get punched. You should be happy when Nazis get punched. But but when somebody is sad over the loss of a creator, like, you know, people sad over Jenna Marbles canceling her YouTube page. Like, let them be sad yeah. about okay. it. Like, let, let people express feelings about, uh, you know. Now that we're the, on the same page. Yeah. So generally, since I've brought Dead Rat Pizza... Uh, since I've launched Dead Rat Pizza, um, I've been pretty conscious about the types of things that we talk about on here. We still talk about dicks and common porn and all that stuff. Thank uh, God. But, but the original version of this show was called Whiskey Thursday, and we would dunk on people a lot. Mm. And I've become a lot. I was not. I was not really familiar with Whiskey Thursday. Whiskey Thursday was killed before you came around. Yeah. Um. Years before you came around, actually. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, sometimes we were just having a good time. Sometimes it was more malicious. I'm a lot more conscious of these things now. And so I don't like to punch down on people anymore. However, this is a more popular podcast than me. So I don't feel bad punching up. Uh, no, punch up all you and need I'm a to. little worried that they might come after us, but cause we do share some listeners uh, there's a podcast called Ballin' Out Super. I sent you a drunk text about this that you probably for the right reasons ignored. Uh, but at like three in the morning, I sent you drunk texts. Oh, if it's three in the morning, I read it and then and then forgot about it. Um, I was up one night and some journalist posted a really interesting tweet that said you can tell you know, where somebody, or they said that there's two types of coronavirus tweets. There's people that lived in New York, uh, in April, and there's people that didn't live in New York in April. And, uh, you can really tell, you know, their response by their tweets where they lived because people presumably the, what he intended was that people that lived in New York in April take things a little bit more seriously than people that didn't. Yeah. And I posted a tweet that said, shout out to that first time I went grocery shopping and I had a fucking panic attack. And within seconds of posting that, uh, this this podcaster named Jeremy from uh, Dragon Ballin' Out Super said, shout out to everybody that isn't being a drama queen about the pandemic. This guy also lives in fucking Queens, so he doesn't have an excuse and I and I'm sitting here wow. like, okay, so now it could be a coincidence, but no, the, you know what? The there are fucking people in Queens who 
did not take it seriously. We we are Queens, you know, up until recently I lived in Astoria. We are the home to that fucking bagel bitch, whatever her name is, who like coughed on uh, an employee oh, for God. Her mask on. Sure. Like, there are definitely people, you know, we might we might have more people who care mm-hmm. and who take it seriously. There are always going to be outliers. There are always yeah. going to be people in 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 any given city that are that delusional and and arrogant, and that is what, what upsetting. What bothered me about this was the timing was pretty clear that he was making fun of me. He follows me on Twitter. He posted this within seconds of me, and he used the same wording that I use. And like, I'm a big boy. I don't care that somebody's making fun of me, but I was like, yo, dude, um, shit's pretty fucked up right now. Like, am I not allowed to be upset about that? And his response was like, hey, man, you know, I get that shit's fucked, but it's not like we're living through Blitzkrieg right now. And I was like, yeah, that's where we're going. This is a person who this is a person who needs to feel like they are more masculine. That that's what that is. is I don't know they, him, so I don't know if that's true. But no, I'm gonna I'll go I, with I, it. I know I know this type of person. They need to tie the ability to care about anything going on at all to their dickhood. And it is very embarrassing for them. It's very embarrassing for this person. Well, it's like, it's, it's crazy because so I looked uh, I don't know a lot about World War II and I I don't want to diminish this down to numbers versus other numbers, but other people have made this comparison. Um so the blitz from what I read on Wikipedia took place over about 8 months. Mm-hmm. And around 30,000 to 40,000 people died. That's a tragedy. Yep. Coronavirus has been four months and over 100,000 people have died so far. Um, A decent chunk, depending on where you read, 20 to 30,000 of that is just New York. No, it's an it's a nine eleven a day is what we're you it's know nine eleven a day and and he yeah. was like you know like it's not that big of a deal you're just watching Netflix and it's like fuck you guy and 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 so I I started to look into this a little bit I'm like who is he and I found out that he's he's loosely tied to the Pod Damn America people do you know these. <sighs> These people, the dirtbag left. I hate those people. I hate those people so much. And like, yes, you know, I originally didn't want to talk shit because I've I've had situations in the past where I wanted to bring attention to some things with this podcast, (laughs) the 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 Dragon Ball Z podcast, because they're a podcast that's associated with a woman who abused one of my friends when they were dating, like a long-term abusive relationship and when he came forward about this abusive relationship he was silenced and they had this woman on their podcast and that's a that's a problem to me but i was like i was like maybe they don't know this same the same podcast yeah no that's i I thought i thought maybe they don't know maybe they don't know and they're also uh i at the time i was paying them to promote our show 
Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to stay out of this. They're bigger than us. We could, you know, maybe get some promotion out of this. Um, but, but I just like, I got really annoyed yeah. by his response to this coronavirus tweet and just like the dirtbag yeah. left movement in general. And, and it, I, I, I've always been kind of grossed out by it. And even though like technically I probably am dirtbag left and I, you kind of probably also we're definitely not. No, I, I I feel like I, I feel like we're definitely progressive leaning. Yeah, and we're, we're also progressive dirt leaning, bags. No, no, see, no, dirt. The dirt bag left are are libertarians having having a fucking field day. That's all it is. It's 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 just libertarianism. Well, I came up with a new term because I don't know what to call myself because I'm an asshole that has progressive leaning views. You know, it, 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 no, you are. Please tell me it's the one you told me about. What's the one I, I think, told you about? I don't know if I've told you about this one. I uh, just like that you call yourself a woke Trojan horse. A woke That's Trojan my, horse. That one I like. But that I like so much because you you are an anime like we personality. You have this like this whole persona online. What a vile human being! But if you say shit about also, trans people, I'm gonna come after you. Exactly, exactly, and that's but that's that's my that's my heart and soul too. Like we all want to be able to be like who we are, but also be accepting of other people and i think that like there's a weird there's something that's very alarming about you oh no to 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 conservative dills because you go against their stereotype because their stereotype is that anyone who is progressive is like sanitized and is mm. completely like against all you know like that can't make a dick joke like yeah. but like really like come on like that's if they ever read an any like queer material they'd know that they're wrong well, <laughs> like and everybody but like but like that is definitely a perception is that like everybody on the on the woke side of things is like completely sanitary and like is offended by any mention of of anything potentially mm -hmm. well that's the concept like the woke that's trojan not. whores i like uh because and that came from i was tweeting something because somebody was was championing uh galane maxwell as like a feminist icon because she was going to take down the patriarchy and I was like, you're a fucking moron. This is nothing, you know, like, the Glenn Maxwell's not a feminist icon, blah, blah, blah. And people were retweeting that because they thought I was dunking on feminists. And when I saw some of the things they were posting, I was like, oh, no. But but I realized, like, they could listen to this podcast and then get tricked into, you know, hearing us talk about more progressive views. But the term that I came up with today in my wine drunkness was progressive Good. nihilism. Oh, and what that means to me yeah, is like, I hate everything and nothing means anything. But I also think that women and people of color deserve to be treated equally and also have, you know, the right to not care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Like if nothing matters, you also why think not that women nice? should be able to be nihilists. 
Yeah. Well, yes. like if if nothing really matters, then why not just do the positive thing? If it doesn't matter, let's do the one that's nicer. Oh, okay. That's so kind of how I with work you. with my morality. Very much, but we have 10 minutes left. Ed just brought up something that I want to hear you talk on. Oh boy. So he brought up up soy boys. And I know that you brought up uh soft boys. Yo, sad boys, yeah. Or sad boys, sorry. Can we talk about sad boys quickly enough? I might go over your time limit. Are you gonna turn into a pumpkin? What's your time limit? Is your dog gonna blow up? No, 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 but I but strictly yes. Go on. Tell me about soft boys. Um, so I found this term sad boy recently, and and when I looked into it, I started to get bothered by it because it seemed to be the same thing when people and I could be wrong so I'm going to say that at the beginning um, when I got into emo music it was very common to make fun of men that got into emo music and it and, and as I got sure. older it seemed that that was more of a toxic masculinity thing because it's like hey fuck you for showing any emotion yeah you know what are you doing yeah. being upset about a thing and so I saw this term sad boy being thrown around similarly with fuck boy and that's why i'm like maybe i'm wrong because like the the research that i did didn't really end up with anything yeah and so i can definitely understand if it's if it refers to somebody that uses being sad to manipulate women totally get that that's a bad (laughs) that's a bad thing um but the context that i was seeing seemed to be more about like just judging uh guys for being upset about something and being upset about a relationship that they were in having an effect on their life. And I think that's pretty fucked up because it, it implies that you shouldn't allow something to bother you. Um, It's, 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 you're right is what it is. It's not, it's just the newest term to, for like, for, for the people who love those boys, it's not an issue, but the term is definitely being used for, you know, to, to degrade any, any man for showing emotion. Um, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a new, it's, it's a new weird term for that. Yeah. Because people are saying that men should be more in touch with their feelings and more, um, what's the, I don't want to use the word effeminate, but like more open with their feelings with their guy friends as well. You'll see these yeah, memes just, about like me and the homies are just cuddling tonight, you know, that kind of stuff. And like, I don't know if I'm comfortable to cuddle with the homies, but I'm definitely in support of people that are starting to feel more comfortable doing things like that. Um, but this, this whole concept that I'm not allowed to have feelings about a relationship in the past is ridiculous. Now, do I still want to be yeah. with my ex from high school? Absolutely not. That was 15 20 years ago at this point but that doesn't change the fact that decisions then affected the rest of my life and that maybe i still have regrets about that time um and let me see uh i I wrote a lot of notes about this uh (laughs) i've covered a lot of them when it comes down to it, it's making fun of people with emotions. What I've learned over the years is alarming. No- oh, what, what I've come to learn over the years is that alarming an alarming number of people are on the sociopath spectrum. 
And and I don't mean that they're out there killing people. That's ridiculous. The the antisocial personality spectrum can be anything from like a totally, you know, wholesome yeah, person that's affected by everything to somebody that's not affected by anything. Yeah. Um, it's very it's it's a completely wide lens, yeah. But but th- this concept of like hey you were upset about that thing get over it is inherently antisocial because it's 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 negating the fact that people have emotions and saying that you should 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 feel shame for having those emotions and it's fucking ridiculous you know we've talked about how how past relationships past relationships of mine even in the last couple of years are still affecting me and affecting the way that i'm able to interact with people completely Um, clearly i mean i i i definitely know that um but there's no there's no it's not the bad thing actually i would say is ignoring those things that's, oh no no that's yes. the part that gets you into more trouble yes i think in 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 a perpetual sense is ignoring all of those things and that's i think something that the people who make fun of people who address and feel their feelings feel more um defensive against is is just the fact that they are not confronting those things and are operating in a weird world where they have feelings but don't express them and that sucks and feels i don't know feels like it would be scary as shit I'm going to rush through this because you're on a time limit. Um, So part of this is people making fun of of what's called sad boy hours, and that's sad boys posting emo things in the middle of the night. And, like, if these guys are only comfortable sharing their emotions at 2 a.m. after a couple beers, I think that's totally reasonable. I'm into it. Because at least they're doing something. Um, Yeah. But I, I encountered this recently on Tinder. This was the first time I'd ever heard this, the term sad boy. I matched with this woman fairly early in the morning. I was half drunk. I'd woken up to, to getting the match and I was talking to her and I got the common like, oh, I don't want to do any small talk, which is total. I fucking hate people more than I hate small talk is people that say they hate small talk because if I just met you and I don't know anything about you, what the fuck do you expect me to say yes, other than, I hey, how's it there going? There has to be a little bit of small talk. Oh you my know, God, no, I'm with like, you I don't okay. know you and there's nothing in your profile, so I'm going to say, hey, how's it going right now? That's the only thing I have to say. And she was giving me shit about how I was doing small talk and how I wasn't saying anything real. And it's like, I don't know you. What do you want from me? And I said, like, hey, you know, what do you do? You know, do you want to talk about something more serious? What do you do? You want to know what's actually going on in my mind? And she's like, well, yeah, let me tell me about what's actually going on in your head. And I told her, I was like, well, you know, a couple months ago, my fucking neighborhood was set on fire. And now my friends are going back to the arcade and they're getting sick because they've already forgotten about the civil rights movement that's happening. And like, I'm trying to find an apartment and I don't have a job and these things bother me. And like, you know, maybe I went a little too extreme with that, but she's like, oh, so you're a sad boy. And I was like, what the fuck do you want from me? So if you don't want small talk and you don't want serious talk, what the fuck do you want to talk about? And she made fun of me. And I, I was like, no, she made fun of me for thing. not like cussing her out. And it's like, I, no. if I would have called her any type of name, she would have screen capped that and shared it to her friends and said, look at this fucking guy. 
you know, but the fact that I ignored the fact that she was being blatantly rude to me, that's also a problem. And I, d- I don't know what the answer is. No, the, the problem is that person, that person that did that is broken. Oh, yeah. They're uh, that's, they're on Tinder at five in the morning. We're both broken. No, uh, no, the, no, the, no, 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 because being on Tinder at at whatever clock in the morning, whatever, if you are looking for something is not being broken, looking for someone to humiliate is a broken person thing to do. Mm. That is sad. It is sad. It is sad that thing that that person did. It is gross and pathetic and, and just gross again. And that is on that person. It is on her specifically because I've also, you, you know, I could tell you a million stories about about awful uh, Tinder, you know, mm. interactions with dudes and girls that were just outrageous. But like, it's that person. It's it's on yeah. them when they are fucking that desperate to just degrade someone and. Honestly, is, I don't know, I think one of the most vile things you can do to make someone open up to you and then mock them for it. It's, I think it's that that's weird. fucking gross and weird. And I think that it makes you sad to do yeah. that. Well, and I, <laughs> I thought about it. It makes, like, it makes that person sad. I don't know what the right solution was. In that situation, I've run into this before on Tinder where people, you know, because you run into you don't match a lot as a guy, uh, but but you'll run into a couple different personalities. One will be the what I described there and the other will be the like. Uh, I, I, I was talking to a woman that like wanted me to be vile to her, but she couldn't just tell me that. You know, because yeah. I, I match and I was like, hey, you know, what's up? You seem really cool. We should hang out sometime. And she's like, wow, you're being kind of a bitch. And I was like, what? He's like, just tell me you want to fuck me right now. Like, you know, don't don't lie about it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. What do you like? What? Because, you know, like because the common thing that I hear is like, hey, guys, maybe stop opening with that on dating websites. Look. Uh, I I have to tell you, there's a good possibility that that person is a dude. It's possible. It's entirely is, possible. I I have to I have to be I've very. I've been on the dude side of that where I've run my friend's dating, uh, yeah. profile for her. Yeah. But it was just like it was so unbelievable. It's like I'm trying to be like a nice person and like have a real conversation with you, and like if we get a drink and things work out, then like maybe it could become intimate, but like I just fucking met you. I'm not going to ask you to send me a picture of your tits. You fucking lunatic. Um, but it seems that we've reached our time limit. Hopefully we can schedule another one of these soon. Yeah. Any, uh, anytime actually, uh, if we, if we want to plan another one, um, this time works pretty good. 
8 8 p.m yeah i mean uh if if you have any other time during the week we went through maybe one third of our timeline i know um so I'm happy to do another one of these this week or next week. Uh, I'll talk about that more off the air. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is probably the shortest episode we've done in a while. I know. Um, I uh, How is Sam doing, by the way? Where is Sam? Oh, Sam's uh, coping with the new apartment change uh, weirdly. Yeah. She, yeah. She. Uh, it, it also coincided with the Fourth of July and the fireworks. So oh, she's God. been hiding a lot in the bathroom. It's really sad. Well, also, she had to learn how to use an elevator, and I need to tell you that that's very funny. Um, she does not understand elevators. Well, um, I hope. Bye, Christian. Love you too. I hope to do this with you again soon. If I have yes, my way, it'll be by the end of the week. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, thank you so much for joining me, Diana. I hope that you have a nice uh, rest of the night. Um, I don't know. DeadRapPizza.com. Everybody, I don't know. Please come DeadRapPizza.com. Go there right now. <laughs> <laughs>